Bretto, 2020 is in full swing and our first wellness base camp for the year is not far away. That's right, MP. Geelong hosts the Wellness Base Camp on Saturday, March 28th. Our base camp theme for 2020 is release your overwhelm and find your clarity. Yeah, absolutely. And Kim Morrison is going to help you get clear on self-love. Brett Hill will help you release limiting beliefs and develop a growth mindset. And the great man, Marcus Pierce, will help you find clarity on your life purpose and relationships. Expect a surprise or two. This is Saturday, March 28th at the Geelong Library and Heritage Centre. Tell your friends, bring your family and colleagues, and make sure you go to thewellnessbasecamp.com to get your two-for-one early bird tickets now. That's Saturday, March 28th in Geelong. Tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to episode 357 of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always, it gives me incredible pleasure and honor, and I'm very humbled to say that Australia's premier wellness expert, the food guru, the chiropractic champion, the naturopath extraordinaire, the longevity expert, my brother from another mother, the great Dr. Damien Christoph is in the house. How are you, legend? <laughs> I'm great, legend. Always great to be here with you. You're such a – you're unbelievable. You're, you're, so, you're such an awesome guy. I love you to bits, mate. Thank you for the intros. They're always wonderful. And um, it's great to be here with you. Another episode, 100 Not Out. Another episode. I've got to wish my father-in-law, Rob Martin, a happy birthday today. He's 71 Not Out today. Happy birthday, Rob. Happy birthday, Rob. I'm uh, soon happy to be going down to, to Torokina in Brunswick Heads for a – Family catch up, little swim, a little bit of birthday cake. Oh yeah, I think it will be laced with of, uh, uh, gluten and sugar because uh, the kid's cousin Grace, the incredible Grace, she knows how to bake a cake. Um, she <laughs> she bakes the cakes these days, and so you went in Rome, it you have a bit of gluten and sugar, and you have a happy birthday, and you blow out the candles, and then you jump in the ocean and have a swim with the family. That should be good. Well, I reckon that could shorten your life by about 80 years. <laughs> well, if our topic uh, that we're going to talk about today is anything to go by, we are cooked already. I must say before we get into this that today's episode, as you may have heard at the beginning, is brought to you by our 100 Not Out Longevity Experiences in 2020. We are going to two blue zones. The first one is the Italian island of Sardinia. Uh, we are going there August 19 to 28. There are 13 little villages on this island, population 1.6 million. We are going to the needle in the haystack to live with the centenarians, to learn their wisdom, eat their food, drink their wine, farm with them, swim with them, play with them, dance with them. Uh, we do that August 19 to 28, and then we do it all, all over again in Icaria, August 30 to September 8. All of these details are at 100 Not Out, but Damo, there is something, sorry, 100notout.com or Instagram, 100.notout. Damo, I have two big exclusives for you, which you do not know. Start with the first one, mate. Tell me, what have we got? The first one is I got a note from Thea Padikos, our host in Ikaria, just the other day, and she can confirm that the Nas Panagetti, where we live in the village of Nas for the 10 days, the Nas Panagetti is smack bang in the middle of our 10-day longevity experience. So for two years running, 
we will be there preparing the 400 kilos of goat, the 160 kilos of potatoes, the 160 of wine, the tzatziki, the Greek salads, the hot chips. You and me, baby, in the kitchen preparing the food with our with our fellow attendees ready yes. to rock. That's the best. Yep. Oh, that's just unreal. Great news. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Good news. That was the best panigiri ever. Well, it's going to up it ever. in 2020. And I've said to Thayer that the two Australian mayors of NAS have decided that, that date is immovable. They cannot change it <laughs> because we will be there ever. with our incredible fellow attendees. And speaking of fellow attendees, I'm not going to mention any yes. names because it's not 100% confirmed. But what I can confirm to you, Damo, is that one of our attendees yes. has sent me an email today saying they are an 80% chance to return with us to Ikaria in 2020. This person is already coming to Sardinia and is an 80% chance, just pending a few itinerary jugglings, to oh. come with us to Ikaria in 2020. So there may be a double be whammy. Have our- oh. Yeah, can I guess? No, not no no names over the over the air. Don't need to embarrass anyone that is or isn't coming. All that right. no, All right. no, don't need any of that external okay. pressure. All right, just wanting right. to. Um... <laughs> I think I've guessed anyway. I'm going to type you a message saying okay. this is who I you think. Can type me a message. Whilst you type me a message, let's let's share the story and the theme of today's podcast with our listeners because this morning I got up. Uh, it was about quarter to six, which I was thrilled to be up and walking uh, down the stairs and out of the house because I did it without waking any of the kids up, which is just joy to the world when that happens. And I was like, yes, I can go for a good long walk here, listen to a podcast. And uh, I knew what podcast I was going to listen to. But then I saw on uh, Jay Shetty, who has a great podcast called On Purpose, his most recent episode dropped. And the title was, I can't remember, but it was uh, with Dave Asprey talking about how to live to 180. And whenever I see this type of stuff, I want to vomit. And I was like, I really don't want to listen to it, but I'm almost a bit negligent if I don't listen to it, but I didn't want to give it the oxygen, but I decided that I would. And as soon as I started listening to it, I thought, I have to send it to Damo. <laughs> um, and you and I have both listened to this podcast today, and yeah. and there is no doubt that there will be some personal bias from you and I, as there was from Dave Asprey in his interview with Jay Shetty. But if yeah. we didn't talk about it, on this podcast, then there is nowhere that we could talk about it because everyone else that we talk to is probably going to be a little bit more hard-pressed to have the conversation. But tell me before I bang on, you're the natural, you're the health practitioner. Tell Mm -hmm. us your experience in listening to this podcast with Dave Asprey, founder of Bulletproof Coffee, uh, Bulletproof 360. How did you respond to this episode he did with Jay Shetty? Ah, Piercy, why do you do that to me? Um, so I um, let's just say I've 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 really enjoyed listening to and following what Dave Asprey's done over the last I don't know how long have I been doing podcasts for maybe nine years um, and I've watched what he's done the bulletproof movement's been unbelievable it's really taken the world by storm and it's raised awareness of uh, the human potential and what the body's been able to do and what it can do um, I've often questioned. Um, some of the things that have actually come up. And, and what's really interesting about that is that I've questioned it more from the philosophy um, of what we've witnessed talking to people who have lived a long time. So centenarians, uh, people who are octogenarians, uh, noctogenarians. Is that what it is? Non-genarians. Nice? You really love Not getting a... these generian words out at the moment, it. don't you? I love it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 
when I come at it from a philosophy or a philosophical perspective, it's really hard to argue science, you know, versus philosophy. Like you're either philosophical about something or you're scientific about something. It's hard to kind of blend the two. I know that, you know, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm a person who likes to work within the, the gray or within the colors of the spectrum as opposed to being black or white. But it's really difficult to argue from a philosophical perspective when you're landed with a whole bunch of science. And so what Dave's done beautifully and eloquently is um, looked at all of the science that he's found to determine what would be an appropriate way to hack your, your way to a younger brain and body for life. And that's what the podcast was was about. And so um, he's dedicated his life, his life's work to that and he's you know, on a path to doing that. And this particular podcast outlines his process for doing that. And and I'm, I, I get really, um, I suppose, prickly when somebody says or makes a claim that you can live to 180 years old by following this methodology because it's in the science. But no one's ever lived to 180 years old. And then all of a sudden, there's a massive assumption that says, well, you know, all the people that lived to 120 years old, they did it through the war, they did it through polio, they did it through their siblings dying, they did it without antibiotics, they did it without vaccination, they did it without all these sorts of things. So because we can now understand the human body better than what we have before, surely we can add add an extra 50% to the lifespan um, and so that's a massive assumption. It's a to massive say that, assumption. Oh, it was so unscientific and flippant. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Oh, I know. And so that's where I got to, and I was like, okay, I'm like Marcus. I'm trying here not to steer off the road. Um, <laughs> crash. So I was actually about to cross Wellington Road and the Princess Highway, that really big intersection, and I and I was thinking I've got to get through this intersection before I lose my stuff. So <laughs> I um. So to answer your question, I have really enjoyed watching how Dave has interpreted the science. And, you know, I I like to listen to people's interpretation of science. You know, we I did that in, in trying to understand what happened with um with uh, game changers. Like I, I wanted to, you know, hear the scientific arguments for both sides in that regard. So I listened to podcasts about that on Joe Rogan and all that sort of thing. So uh, like I, I've listened to that and I love it. But for me, I, I can't help but come back to a philosophical construct. So I was conflicted listening to that podcast, Piercy. He spoke about in that episode, um, well, maybe the host, Jay Shetty, said, you know, you've done a really great job at um, combining science and wisdom, which, which for maybe, let's say, combining science and philosophy. But I think he said that you used the word bridging, like you've bridged it. And I don't feel like he I has. Think that's what he said. Because everything, as you were just saying, well, was relationships, um, wars, um, social uh, culture, so many elements that go into longevity, which weren't discussed. It was just a lot of, for me, I see as like biomarkers, like telomeres and, um, you know, he had these seven pillars of aging, which were all very much um, physiological you know, physiological type markers, which I don't feel is, I, I, I always say, mate, I'm, I'm, I, as I said, I could be so wrong, but no one can ever stick a needle we, in we your both. arm and go, you've got a terrible social life or you've got an incredible social life. Like that's just, I don't feel like science could ever bridge that. 
No. Well, what he actually says in uh, in this podcast is because he's doing a lot of work in the field of neurology and trying to understand how to make your brain younger and all that sort of stuff. He said, we can now actually tell whether or not you're telling the truth. You know, we can actually wire up your brain and see whether or not the truth, you know, areas are firing off or the porcupine areas are, you know, firing off. And, and so, you know, when you try to science the shit out of something, um, sometimes you actually miss a little bit because you can go down a particular pathway believing that you're doing the right thing. And I remember Stu Hay saying something with Rich um, at, a, at uh, one of the wellness summits once. We, you know, somebody's running with enthusiasm in the wrong direction. Um, mm. And so, with that caution, if you follow only the science and you start to back up the science that you've already read with more of the science that you like to read because it supports your argument, then you are essentially running with enthusiasm in a particular direction. But we don't know if it's the right direction because no one's lived to 180. And no one's lived to 100 years old following that particular method. So I wrote down um, that nature doesn't move that quickly. And then I said, or does it? Like I'm questioning my own views here. Like uh, I think, and again, I could be wrong, but I feel like Dave Asprey said to the host, Jay Shetty, you know, Jay, you're 32. You've got uh, 148 years of life ahead of you potentially. And... um, the way that technology has grown in the last 20 years, who's to say that you are not to live to 180? Now, we talk about in society how uh, lifespan has risen from 45 to 55 to 65 to, at, at the moment in Australia, it's up to 83. Um, so, in many, in many ways, we can say that, that life expectancy has doubled. Um, so, there is an argument, it's not my argument for sure, to say that the rises in science will potentially double our lifespan again. But I still feel that that would be a massive, not just a culture shock, but a social shock, a family shock, a financial shock that I don't think we would be equipped to be able to deal with in such a short period of time. What do you think? Uh, look, I, I agree. I agree. I, I don't know how we would actually do that, but I think, yeah. So, what if you live to 180, but your child lived to 90, and your other and your wife lived to 110, and your siblings lived to 120? Like, at, at the moment, we have a, um, I don't know how you say it, but like, there's a range. Like, we still probably say that 70 is too young, 80s yep. still probably too young, but some people are going to accept that. 90 is yep. you've had a good innings. Yeah. Uh, 100 is just Un- like. Not kicked down the door. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yep. And then everything else yep. is just bonus double Super. gold stars and all yep. the rest of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know that, again, maybe I'm, as I said, like I'm very happy to question my own beliefs on this, but it feels really difficult to wrap my head around that. Not just a, not just one person into 180, but the impacts of, of life expectancy changing so dramatically that I don't necessarily feel that, that we have the, um, spiritual, emotional, infrastructure resources to be able to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I would, I would agree with you. I would agree with you on that, but I still, I think maybe you're going down a different direction to where I'm going down because I'm I'm trying really hard not to call BS on it. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm because going because it sells lots of books and lots of product. 
<laughs> yeah, like because you know the further you go into the podcast, it says, well, there is like one of there's an ad in the middle of it. There's not one diet that's right for everybody, but there is one supplement which is perfect for everybody. And I was like, going, come on, like you got to be serious. You can't be serious. And then it says, you know, in fact, the only way in which you you should eat to actually live a long time is my diet because that's the only diet that's you know. And so I kind of, mm. for me, it's so self-promoting that it's it seems to be um incongruent mm. you know i just i've, I'm, I've really i really i did i struggled with it um maybe because it was such a, a big heavy sell um on a on a on a particular model um so you know i don't think as a community we're, we're set up from an infrastructure perspective i think financially i think the governments would struggle i don't in terms of infirmary um my suspicion is that with what dave's saying is that he would live to 180 years old um and still be totally well because what he's also saying is that in the last 20 years of your life if you don't do all the injectables and you don't do all the biohacks and all that sort of stuff, then you're going to live a miserable life and it's outside of your control. That's the last 20 years of your life. So if you're going to live to 80, then the last 20 years of your life from 60 are absolute shit. Um, but he, he, that's what he's saying. But I think his thing might be that he's he's going to say that I, I'm going to, he's going to live to 180 feeling unbelievably good. Like, Yeah, it's kind of like – Does that make it's, sense? It's almost like that – life in that model just runs into a brick wall and ends abruptly, which we're often saying, yeah. look, it's great um, if we have a short uh, a short level of uh, morbidity, whether it's three days or three weeks or three months, but no one wants three years or, or longer. But it seems like Dave Asprey is more like you just get to the end and then it just stops. Um, what about you talk about injectables? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of conversation about you wouldn't want to be adverse, adverse to needles listening to that uh, interview. There's a lot of conversations about <laughs> injectables. One of them was stem cell work that he has done. Um, and just for the people listening that may not be familiar with Dave Asprey, he's actually already admitted is not the right term because I don't want to feel like we're just digging the boots in. But he's already said that uh, he spent, I think it's over a million dollars on his own biohacking. Um, yeah. You know, Dave, and again, it makes us sound like we're hanging the boots in, but it's just a way that he says this, like he's responsible for the term biohacker, he's why it's in the dictionary, his name's in there. I think you and I that probably would like to think that we're somewhat humble people just felt like it was a bit of a wank to sound crude um, <laughs> how how self-promoting it was. But what have we got here? Um, it spent a million dollars hacking his own biology. That's okay from a leadership perspective. I'm not adverse to that from a, a leader doing something for research or whatever. But do you think longevity is going to get to a point where, I mean, you and I are like longevity is not how much money you have. Like the way that it seems is longevity in this 180-year lifespan view is, you know, how many supplements? I think, what is it, over 100 supplements a day or 100, yeah, 100 daily supplements. Um that's, yeah, that, it was a, it was a, yeah, and look, there's other guys doing the same thing, like Ben Greenfield, he's doing the same thing as well. So he's having all these supplements and having mega doses of all of these supplements. Um, but let's be clear on this: these supplements generally come from big chemical companies, and the way in which these supplements are manufactured uh, are not, you know, through green tea leaves mm. um, or, you know necessarily you know it's not all fermented mushrooms this is the thing like it yeah. these are coming from quarries and mines and petrol um, or petroleum products and 
and in some cases, they're synthesized from multiple different types of chemicals to, to get to an amino acid, for example. So it's not all, you know, swing, it's not all, what is it, rainbows and unicorns. There's, mm. uh, there's other stuff going on here. So, I, look, you know, the, for me, the jury's out on that, and I've never really been somebody to science everything to the, you know, to the, the smallest nanoparticle because that's not the way my brain's wired. Yeah. Uh, for me, I want to be a bit more philosophical about it, so maybe a little bit more, um, you know, but there's more Buddhist about me. So I don't know, but it's it's there's something that really doesn't feel right about it, um, and I just it's kind of it, it it makes it makes supplementation seem indistinct to pharmaceutical intervention when really they could in fact be down the mm. track almost exactly the same. Well, so, uh, And I love, I love that you have, you know, you talk about in chiropractic and a lot of the healing arts, the arts a lot, the art, science and philosophy of, of what whatever it is that you're doing. And I think you're a wonderful blend of all of those. You are, and I can say this now, since Sarah is no longer practicing chiropractic, you are the best chiropractor in the world, the best adjuster. I've ever had, and <laughs> uh, and I'm allowed to say oh, that because no, I'm not no... a chiropractor. I'm I'm allowed to give that testimonial. I've received your services, Damo, in all corners of the planet. Um, but your science is impeccable, and your philosophy is impeccable. And I think the reason why you say you don't feel so great about it is because, and I and I look, I'm totally put my hand on my heart. I 100% agree because the philosophy of what was being shared on this episode, and we will put the link to the episode in the show notes, and the way at which it was done, the art of sharing it just did not feel good one one iota one little bit it didn't feel good um no he, it didn't feel good he but, mentioned this sorry, no so why don't like uh, i don't so there's some things that he mentioned that he did that he's done that that really piqued my interest and i thought ah well mate i wonder if that is true i wonder if this is you know if this is the case so he spent a hundred and it was one hundred fifty thousand, one hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars, having stem cells injected into every single one of his joints in his yeah. body. So he had a bone marrow um, extraction of his own bone marrow. Um, they pulled out the stem cells. I, I don't actually quite know how that's done, but there's obviously some kind of a way in which they do it. Then he had every every single joint in his body, including his penis joint. I don't know what that actually <laughs> means, but he and did he said, say. And he said he, he Facebook Live that. Yeah, Facebook Live, that one. Um, I found that interesting because he was sedated. So I was like, how did you do it while you were sedated and you Facebook Lived it? Uh, so I was like, mm, yeah. was, was that true? Um, anyway, so he did that um, $120,000 worth of um, stem cell injections into every single joint, which then made him um, get younger. Um, and then he also he starts the podcast by saying that, you know, in, in the way in which he's been able to manage his brainwaves, He's been able to um, get his brain to work at the speed of a twenty-year-old, yeah. and so you know all of these are really great things. So it piques my interest. I go, oh wow, That's far appealing. out! Like, yeah. could could this be real? Like, could this be true? And so, it, like, even when I watched Game Changers, I was thinking, oh wow, could this be real? Could this be true? And then I read a, an article yesterday in the Sydney Morning Herald that actually said that mums who consume high-fat diets actually are doing their unborn babies a significant disservice and that it ages the unborn baby um, significantly past their um, their living years when they're born. Uh, you know, like up to then. No wonder my kids are oh. all bent. 
<laughs> I know. So I was like, going, "Oh my gosh, come on!" Like, no, it's very confusing for everybody. But all of a sudden, now mums are being told that they shouldn't have um, saturated fat or mono monounsaturated fat. So now the humble avocado is considered bad for you if you're mm-hmm. pregnant. That's what this was going. Um, and obviously, all saturated fat was really bad. So coconut oil, lamb fat, pig fat, you know, beef fat, all that sort of like all that sort of stuff. And they suggested that nuts and seeds. Um, could potentially also be bad um, unless they were rich in omega-3 fatty acids. That kind of really only means walnuts uh, would be good for you and the rest would be, um, the rest would be you could eat fish. Don't eat too much fish because oh, it contains mercury oh and mercury is bad maybe. So, so confusing. I'm just, my brain just died listening to all that. I couldn't handle it. The thing. So when you science it too much, it becomes really difficult to kind of work out what what are we supposed to do? Like it's all so confusing. What are we supposed to do? And then you go back to Ikaria and Sardinia and Okinawa and Costa Rica and Loma Linda and you go, Are they sciencing it all as well? But we don't know. Here's the other thing. Here's here's the other thing. We don't know if the current generation is going to continue the trend. We don't know. Uh, the current generation of the of say longevity cultures, longevity cultures. We yeah. don't know. Well, that's it. Came up. With, yeah, sorry. They, well, are they going to last? Anyway, you go. They yeah. came up with. Well, it came up in conversation uh, briefly in the interview with Asprey and Shetty, but I know we've spoken about it in the past that every current generation is looking at the younger generation and saying, you know. Use a use use one tried and true one. You know they don't have any motivation. They're slack. They don't do this. They don't do that. La 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 la. Like I think every generation, I feel like those things come up all the time. But uh, so what I'm saying is that 25 years ago and 50 years ago, I think people in their career would have been going, well, how how will will the next generation carry on our traditions like? We have, which I'm sure all cultures and tribes have asked those questions of themselves forever, or how do we get the next generation to do it? And you and I have been there enough now to see that people come back. They do the thing that they do in pretty much the whole world. Um, they leave where they grew up, and they might go to the big city of Athens for a year, and then they realize that it's maybe most of them decide that it's not for them, and they come back because they love the, the life, lifestyle and culture. And it is the greater. No, none of us have a definitive answer, but I think all we have to do is even look at um, Yanni and Leftedis. In in us, they are and Ilya's two sons. They yeah. they are at the age where they, if they were our age, if sorry, if they were in Australia, they'd probably be travelling around the world, um, or you know, they're anything like me, pissing their money up against the wall every Saturday night. But they don't seem to be that one. Yanni, Yanni kind of. Yeah, only more like that than left eddies. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but anyway, I think, um, like you said, the proof we we won't know. But I have, having not been to Okinawa and and Sardinia yet, but I, I feel like um, I've got more confidence around those cultures. I've got I've got less confidence about you know ours, but that's probably mm. just only natural. Um, mm. We could keep on we could keep on talking, but. We must wrap this so, up. what's the lesson? What's the lesson from this I think particular podcast? The lesson, like, yeah, good point, good point. I think the lesson is we've always got to recognize there's two sides of the coin. In this case, there's going to be the science side, there's going to be the philosophy side. And I think, you know, I, that's why I think it's really good for people to listen to the Asprey Shetty interview because they're yeah. going to see it's essentially it's the antithesis of 100 Not Out. Like, it is. And neither one, I, I think we can say, is right or wrong. I think it's meeting them in the middle. Like, as you've said, not meeting in the middle, we see that. 
longevity maybe in the future is a synthesis. Maybe we would probably say a synthesis more of what we uh, share on this podcast and there. But, you know, things like looking at your brain behavior, things like looking at inflammation and the way that we deal with it, um, we can't sit here like dinosaurs and say that the whole world has to live like a career for life. That's not what we're suggesting. But we're also, I think the lesson for me is that, um, and you've probably brought this to my attention on this episode, is recognizing that it's never as simple as the philosophy and I'm very much a philosophical guy and it's never as simple as the science because that's always one point in time and and very mono. Um, and maybe it just requires, I think the lesson for me anyway, is, is maturity not being too hell-bent on, on one way of thinking. Yeah, yeah, okay, I think that's about the same for me. Um, I, you know, I just also want to make sure that um, it doesn't get taken the wrong way. We're not, we're not bagging out um, these guys, but what we're absolutely doing is questioning whether or not it's an absolute at this point in time. And I'd be interested, you know, obviously, you know, I interviewed Ben Greenfield on, one, on The Wonders Guys, at about two years into the podcast back then, so about episode 100 and something, and we and he was talking about training for triathlons, Ironman triathlons, and only doing 30 minutes worth of training per day, as opposed to the multiple dozens of hours that most Ironman triathletes would do. Mm. And so he was biohacking back then. These days, he's biohacking for longevity. So things change along the way like as your priorities change and shift and so it's going to be interesting to see where you know where it ends up being because when we started this podcast we i was hell-bent on food and nutrition being the the, i was a raging vegan you're a vegan so you know when all this began um we had our own bent on it and so just because somebody says that the science says that it's right right now doesn't necessarily mean that it's right in the future um, as things become unraveled. Wisdom. Mm. Wisdom 101. Mm. Thank you, our wise anyway, one. We really uh, hope um, that you, our listeners, have enjoyed this episode, this conversation. Uh, go and have a listen and, and have your own independent thoughts about it. Um, Jay Shetty's podcast, by the way, On Purpose, is a wonderful podcast. And we didn't mention this because you may have re- realized whilst listening that he is plant-based, <laughs> Jay Shetty. Yeah, um, he is. And, you know, yep. so so I think all all credit to any any – plant-based person that can interview someone that is um, anti, pro, or, you know, yeah. Um, so, I always think that takes well, pretty Well, I think, I don't know whether or not Dave Asprey is anti. This, you know, let's go back to not being black or white here. I think actually Dave, he says, have a plate full of plants mm. um, and then put, but then he goes heaps of fat and then he goes a little bit of protein. Um, and so he's saying, don't eat too much protein because that's not good for you, but put heaps and heaps of fat on there mm. and then have heaps of uh, of plants. So he's probably plant-based and then fat second and protein third. But I think um, that's the uh, thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. At one point, I think that might have been different. That might have been different. I would say that you and I, we talk about, like I would say that you and I are plant-based, we're just not plant-exclusive. Yes. Um, that's right. And, you know, that's we talk right. about that, about, you know, size of the meat portion and you're very good at that with palm method and we talk about that in your career. Like, it's not like they're only having goat, like they're having so many frigging veggies. Um, yeah. You know. Anyway, we could bang on. Um, we'll do another episode uh, next week, uh, episode 358. We're getting close to 364, Damo, is our seven-year seven, seven year birthday. You know how big I am on the number seven. Uh, oh, so 
364 Not Out is uh, coming up. But until then, well, until next week, uh, to find out more about The Great Man, head on over to DamienChristoph.com, uh, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au, if you are going to join us in Europe this year uh, in Sardinia or Ikaria or both, uh, head on over to 100notout.com. We would love for you to just, I know it's a bit clunky sometimes, but hop into the iTunes store, give this podcast a rating, let us know, five stars we love. Um, share this podcast with a friend. Share it on your social medias, do however, whatever you like to share the message. That allows us to share this 100 Not Out message with the world. Cannot thank you enough for your support, folks. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.